amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to Speak the Drupal. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. I am having one as well. I've been up for a few hours. We've actually recorded this podcast one time already today. I'm not going to say that my guy made a mistake, but he made his first mistake of the podcast. We were only like, what, 42 deep or something like that? 41 deep? Anyway, finally, we recorded an entire episode on the wrong audio. So how are you guys doing? I'm, I'm prepped and ready. I promise you. <laughs> I've done this one already once today. If you guys are not following me over on Instagram, make sure to Rob Turkla. That's all it is. I posted a video that we talked about last week about the kids being sold over in Afghanistan. I actually have the video up on my Instagram right now. It's got a couple hundred thousand views and it's not allowed to apparently be, you can't post it on your story. I had a, a lady named, her name was Lacey Blair. She had sent me a message. Like, Dude, I can't even post this on my story right now. Like they wouldn't even allow her to repost it, I guess, just because it was so, it just makes them look terrible on what's going on. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about when it comes to the kids being sold in Afghanistan? Because I don't have any money to feed anybody. Like, if you want to see the story, go over and check it out. Or the the, the video, it's on my on my page. Just Rob Turkla, R-O-B-T-E-R-K-L-A on Instagram. That's it. Out the gate, we got China. Oh, China. Yeah, we got China. China's building mock versions of our ships in the desert. So, satellite images from China Northwest region appear to show full-scale outline uh, ships, our ships, our Ford class ships, the, the aircraft carriers, they have one of those along with a couple other destroyers that they're using as, as literally target practice. If this is not a very telling thing of what China is trying to do, they're literally using replicas of United States military aircraft carriers to test their weapons. Okay. All right. The new range shows that China continues to focus on anti-aircraft carrier capabilities with an emphasis on U.S. Navy warships. Whoa. According to the Pentagon's latest assessment on China's military and security developments, Beijing is rapidly expanding its arsenal and military capabilities. In 2020 alone, they shot 250 ballistic missiles. That is more than the entire world combined. They shot 250 of them into the sea and into, well, I wouldn't say into the sea, but that was, that's more North Korea. They shot them into testing and training facilities, not into the sea. Retract, North Korea does that. Yeah, that just kind of goes out to show you what they're really trying to do here. They're showing their, their war power and their dominance by, by building these things out. They actually literally built a, a missile that is deemed being a, a anti, oh, excuse me, not an anti-aircraft, an aircraft carrier killer. It's kind of a hard thing, a little tongue twister there, but that's what they have. They have a ballistic missile right now that they deem as being called an aircraft carrier killer. There you go. We're going to actually move on. We're going to fly over from China, hit the United States, and hit ourselves right in the face with some more stupidity. Virginia middle school teachers are, are school, excuse me, middle schoolers, not the teachers aren't being asked this. This would be kind of a weird question also to ask the teachers, but it's a surveys and tests and quizzes and random stuff that we probably should have pulled from the system because I don't think this is something that the government should be doing. This is more of a parenting problem or a parenting question. Not really a problem, but probably something the parents should be doing. During the past three months, with how many people have you had sexual intercourse? That is literally a question that's being asked right now at Fairfax County Youth Survey that's being done in 2021. Other questions are, have you ever had sexual intercourse? How old are you when you had your first sexual 
uh, intercourse for the first time. During your life, how many people have you had sexual intercourse? How often have you had or have you ever had oral sex? Weird questions to be asking kids that are in 8th, 10th, and 12th grade. The anonymous survey is apparently in collaboration with Fairfax County government and the Fairfax County public schools. That should be questions that a school district and the government officials probably shouldn't be asking kids that are in 8th, 10th, and 12th grade. Just going to throw it out there. I know I didn't make it past the 10th grade, but if you were to ask me those questions back then, I probably would have answered a ton. I just would have wrote a ton on everything just because. Why not? Other portions include asking students about bullying, their home life, emotions they've had in the last year, how often they use tobacco and drink alcohol. The survey also prompts students about their sexual orientation, whether they're transgender and their race. All right. Question. When I was in school, I think you're like 14 or so around this time frame, I had no idea what transgender was. I don't believe transgender was even a thing back then, to be honest with you. I think it's a thing that's just kind of spurred up here in the last few years. They're like, all right. You know what? I want to be different. I want to dye my hair purple, get my nose pierced, tattoos on my face, and do some crazy stuff and call myself an it. That's recent. That's not something that stems back in the early 2000s. I mean, not that I know of. I guess we also didn't have social media and or cell phones back then, really. So I think this is not just a a, a problem. With, it's I, I don't believe in the whole transgender thing. I know you guys know this. I don't believe in it. I don't think it's a real thing. I think it's more of a mental problem or just a person who wants to be different in general. So they're just like, you know what? I'm going to take a stand. Everybody, every human being goes through phases in life. Literally. Every human being goes through phases. I wanted to be a, I don't know, baseball player when I was younger. I wanted to be a cop. I still want to be a cop to this day. I probably will be at some point. That is one thing me and my girlfriend cannot agree on, actually. She doesn't want me to be a cop because she thinks it's too dangerous. I tend to refer to my past life, which I think there's a, there's a photo right there, my past life and say, I don't think it's nearly as dangerous as that. If I can get through that, who knows? But that doesn't really matter. A survey for sixth graders, though, if you guys want to know this, was also be offered that asked students about bullying, their emotions in recent months and weeks, how often they've moved since childhood, among other questions. Why is that a question that needs to be asked for sixth graders? When I was in sixth grade, I was a wild child. That's when I kind of went off the deep end a little bit. The country has offered similar surveys, or excuse me, the county has offered similar surveys in previous years, which have found data on how many students vape and levels of depression and stress among students. Yeah, yeah, I don't really mind them asking who vapes. I, that, that one doesn't really bother me. Levels of depression is not a really big deal either. And stress among students, that kind of stuff that's like, yeah, okay, cool. Ask them those kind of questions. You can learn to mitigate certain kind of problems and maybe get these kids off of vaping because vaping is terrible. If you think about it, if you think smoking is bad, imagine sucking on a, it's like me shoving this Apple pencil in my mouth with a little electronic and juice inside of it. You have no idea what's going to happen. Like, why would you go sucking on this Apple pencil? That's vaping to me. Cigarettes, I used to smoke cigarettes a ton too. I think I started when I was 14 or 15, along with drinking. I, wasn't, I was not the model kid to, to base, base yourself off of. Took me like 26 years to actually grow up though. Throw that out there. I don't smoke or anything like that nowadays, so don't worry. I have actually taken quite a bit of time to even speak on this Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I know a lot of people have been waiting I know you guys have been waiting. I've seen some comments. I've also been paying attention to the news, and I've just kind of been waiting for some stuff to come out. The defense attorney is sitting there like, yeah, I think we got this one in the bag, while the prosecutor's like, oh, we are. this is over with, this is over with, because they're not, they're not going to be able to get them with murder charges. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe. I'm not a lawyer, but I am, I'm pretty highly qualified in the thing they call common sense. Um, anyway, this guy, his name is uh, Gage Grosskritz. Probably jacked that up, but 
My apologies. The only person who was surviving to be shot by Kyle Rittenhouse in Kenosha, Wisconsin, as you guys do know, in August of last year. He took the witness stand on Monday and described the incident he faced Mr. Rittenhouse. Okay. He said that he's had uh, just fired several shots with a semi-automatic rifle. Okay. What was going through your mind in that particular moment? This is what the prosecutor is asking him. He thought he was going to die. So he didn't know that he was showing up on a scene to a gentleman who was underage. He was 17 with a rifle he probably shouldn't have had. I'm not going to say he doesn't know what he's doing with it, but at that time, that thing was bought by a person that I believe was 18, and they gave it to him. The testimony underscored a broader challenge for prosecutors who face the burden of disproving the scenario laid out by Mr. Rittenhouse's lawyers. The lawyers have argued that Rittenhouse fired in self-defense during a chaotic, lawless night in Kenosha on the third night of protests and rioting after the police shooting of Jacob Blake on August 2000, or excuse me, August 23rd of 2020. 2020. Wow, I said that kind of weird. Anyway, under cross-examination by lawyer for Mr. Rittenhouse, Mr. Grosskretz, gave testimony that suggested his role in the events in August 25th of 2020 was complicated. Like Mr. Rittenhouse, Mr. Grosskreutz, I can't say this guy's name, Grosskreutz. Anyway, he was armed that night. He was asked why he had falsely told police and detectives shortly after the shooting that his Glock pistol had fallen out of its holster. Hmm. Rather than saying he had pulled it out, as visual evidence has shown. Under questioning, he had also acknowledged that he was carrying the gun concealed without a valid permit to do so and that he had denied requests from the police in September to interview him about the shootings. As Mr. Grosskretz described the seconds before Mr. Rittenhouse shot him, he was shown photos that captured him pointing his gun at Mr. Rittenhouse. So when you're standing three to five feet from him with your hands up in the air, he never fired, right? This is the defense lawyer asking uh, Grosskowitz, and he responded with correct. So Mr. Rittenhouse didn't shoot the gentleman with his hands up. So if he did, that would have been self-defense. But it wasn't until you pointed the gun at him that he advanced on him with your gun. Now your hands down pointed at him that he fired, right? And then the guy responded with correct. So Mr. Rittenhouse didn't even fire on this gentleman until he pulled out his gun, pulled in, pointed at him, and then moved towards him. That would be considered what? Self-defense. You can literally see the prosecutors with their hands on their face, on the table, like, oh, God, this is over with. Because it is. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high up there in the common sense world that if a gentleman comes at you with a pistol pointed at you, probably, probably a good time to, to, to shoot him in a self-defense type, type, type deal, right? Just throwing it out there. Anyway, Mr. McGinnis also offered that he could be the defense's most critical witness that he saw Mr. Rosenbaum chase Mr. Rittenhouse into a parking lot, lunge at him, reach for the barrel of his rifle, then he threw his momentum toward the weapon. So there you go. There's another one. He gets shot three guys. They're trying to put it on him that he is going to get married. It's not going to happen. It shouldn't happen. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but there's nothing here that states that this guy, Mr. Rittenhouse, is going around just shooting people for no reason. And literally, this was acting on self-defense. The real question here is, if they would have just allowed the police to do their job, none of this would have happened. Can we all just backjack real quick right there, over there, and just say, hey, cops, go in there and do your job. Stop it. None of this would have happened in the first place. All right, anyway, Big Bird. Big Bird's doing some crazy thing. He gets vaxxed. Hmm. How you doing, little Big Bird? He actually tweeted this. I got the COVID-19 vaccine today. My wing feels a little sore, but it'll give my body extra protection boost that keeps me and others healthy. What six-year-old is sitting on Twitter reading Big Bird's tweets? Can anybody give me a response to that? Not a single six-year-old that I can I can name, I even know of, on planet Earth that is literally on Twitter. Hey, I want to go to Big Bird's tweets. Thanks, Big Bird. Also, the people that respond to this are kind of goofy. Cruz, I mean, just going to throw it out there. Government propaganda for your five-year-old. Okay, yeah, what, what five-year-old is on there reading this? 
I guess I guess a parent could say, oh, yeah, hey, look, Big Bird tweeted this out today. Goofy. Goofy. This guy, Robbie Starbuck, he's a Republican running for Congress in Tennessee, joked about Big Bird dying from the shot. Kind of goofy as well. So he said this uh, seven days later, big blood clot bird is served. A little goofy. I mean, I guess he's just kind of making it a meme at this point, mocking them. I will say that they actually fact-checked this, just so as everybody is aware. Little research has been done about birds getting COVID-19, but the center's of disease control prevention say that chickens and ducks do not seem to become infected or spread the infection based on results from studies. This was literally fact checked, by the way. I wonder if the people fact checking this realize that Big Bird is not real. Don't. That's pretty much it. It's a. This is America. A big joke at this point. Also, here recently, Aaron Rodgers was canceled. Going to throw that out there. Mister Rodgers canceled completely. From uh, TV, basically, this last weekend. He was only seen in 1.5% of the 400 commercials that were played over this, this weekend, I guess, on, on, on the football. Over the fact that he came out and he was saying he wasn't vaccinated, he was immune. I don't know how that could be making anybody mad. But apparently, State Farm doesn't want to be attached to him anymore. I used to be with State Farm, went away from them after about a year. They removed me from all my policies because I got a ticket. Hmm. I said, okay, back to USA, we go. And that's exactly where I've been and been fine ever since. So I'm actually kind of glad because this kind of stuff right here is really goofy. You're canceling an entire individual because he didn't get a vaccine and it's publicly known and you don't want to be tied to him. As a company, that's stupid. I mean, who really cares? Really? Who cares? They go on to state some stuff like, uh, it's his choice and this kind of stuff, but we don't really agree with his views. Okay, well, that's it's great and all, but I mean, it makes you look kind of stupid because now people are talking about you taking down his, his commercials. Maybe it's a good marketing ploy. I don't know. But if you're a big Green Bay fan, Aaron Rodgers, canceled. I'm sure he's really worried. I'm not going to say that he probably makes tens of millions of dollars, but I don't think he's too worried about it. He's probably high-fiving right now because he knows they're still going to pay him what's left in his contract, even though they're not playing the commercials that he did. Oh, good job, Aaron Rodgers. Way to go, buddy. California, way to go. The most communist state inside of the entire union that we have here in the United States is a uh, is coronavirus case rate is actually twice Florida's despite mass mandates and recommended to prevent the spread of a virus. Well, okay. California vaccination rate is higher than the states such as Texas and Florida, but still hasn't stopped the outbreak. 62% of California's total population is fully vaccinated. Florida's at 60 and Texas is at 54. Bring this up because it's kind of goofy. The entire time when Texas or Florida has been having some somewhat of a quote-unquote outbreak and just infections, the entire media on the left side just goes absolutely crazy over it. I mean, when I mean crazy, they go crazy. Just bonkers. Oh, my God, look at them. They're going crazy. It's going real. And then it just kind of stops. And now California is going through it. And there's no one's talking about it. Florida, meanwhile, hit another new benchmark, by the way. It was the first hospital that treated a COVID patient last year. And now it literally has zero for the first time ever. It has zero COVID patients inside of a hospital. For two weeks and counting, Florida's had the lowest rate of new COVID-19 cases in the entire country with no mandates, vaccine passports, and or lockdowns. So this just goes to show not a single person on planet Earth generally has an idea or and or understands COVID-19 to the full extent. No one does. Let's be real. Does a single person really understand it? If that was the case, we probably wouldn't have this. Do masks actually work? I don't know. My kid hasn't worn a mask all year in school. And they haven't had a tremendous outbreak there. No kids actually really wear it. I would say when I show up, pick, pick her up from school, 5% of the kids have a mask on. 
And I don't think those 5% are stopping the other 95 from getting it. It's very strange. No one really understands it. I think that they're realizing that, okay, we probably need to stop talking about it because it's not really hurting our agenda going into 2022. Unless they see a major spike here in the wintertime, which is pretty, pretty common for all flu cases, but I don't know. Here we go. If you guys did not know, I have talked about this few times. Mainly it's always about Chicago and Portland when they're talking about defunding the police because the stats are so so bad there. Portland has the highest homicide rate in, in its ever history of, of being held, well, them keeping track of it. And then you have Chicago who literally is just the murder capital of the United States, it seems like. They're constantly just dealing with shooting and violence there, which is wild to me. That's just kind of crazy. I don't know why people even stay living there. I would never live in that state. Imagine living in one of the most unsafe places in states in America and then having to pay the highest tax rate, one of the highest tax rates in America for one of the worst ran government systems in all of America. Oh my God, that's got to be terrible. So I feel bad for you guys in Illinois. Ha, see, I didn't put the, the Illinois like I normally, I t- took that S off for you. Homicides, we got 22 cities right here. You guys ready for this? The number of homicides in the United States continued to rise for the first three quarters of 2021. Woo, shocking. Defund the police has panned out real well. A study of homicides in 22 cities during the first nine months of this year showed the number of murders was 4% greater than the same period of last year. 126 more homicides between January and September. In the first three quarters of 2020, the number of homicides in the same cities rose by 36% since 2019. So you're looking at a 40% increase over those cities. I wish they would have put Portland on this list. I know Portland isn't on this list. Portland's not on this list, and it's had the highest increase ever. It's like 60-something percent, I think was the last time I checked. 60-something percent in one city alone. Hmm, just this year. I know it's not on this list. Probably should be. The number of aggravated assaults are up uh, 3% as well from this same time of last year. There were 109 gun assaults in the first three quarters of 2021 during that time of last year. Here's the 22 cities. You guys ready for this? Y'all ready for this? I love how I get Roblox type videos recommended on my, my YouTube now. My daughter comes over and just watches all these Roblox people playing Roblox. And I just got one right now, so I had to bring it up. I The per, the, the algorithm of YouTube must be really confused. Because I'll be like typing in like, what's China doing? Or like Joe Biden stuff? Or what's going on in the world? Or like military? Or like France war? Or stuff like that? Or World War II, excuse me, in France? And then it's like, Roblox. Roblox version one. <laughs> what the? F- they got to be really confused on what they recommend me. So the 22 cities that were just studied, St. Petersburg, Austin, Norfolk, that's in Virginia. Some don't know. Louisville, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, Raleigh, Nashville, Buffalo, Atlanta, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Detroit, Chicago, Denver, Baltimore, Memphis, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Seattle, Omaha, and Chandler, which is in Arizona. Don't know why they picked Chandler of all of them. One thing they probably all have in common, which I haven't checked, but I'm going to make the assumption by looking at them really quick and fast, they're all blue. I don't know about Chandler, Arizona, but I bet you who does. Siri, who is the mayor of Chandler, Arizona? It has a two-star rating. Oh, liberal. So it's right here. All right. Oh, Maricopa County. That's exactly what it is. All right. So it's actually, it, it's... Almost 50-50, but there you go. Chandler, Arizona, didn't realize it's Maricopa County. If you go back and look at all these, though, the ones that I'm not fully sure so far have been 100% left-leaning completely. So this just goes on to show you. They didn't even put Portland on this list. I bet you there's more cities I could probably come up with as well that that are not on this list. They just picked 22. 
But abandoning these long-needed police reform is not a viable policing option, or excuse me, a policy option, the report states. Rather, change is essential to improve the relationship between police and communities and achieve durable reductions in urban violence. This, by the way, was an article that I found on CNN. This This was not even relatively close to the top. It was all the way almost at the bottom of CNN. I was actually scrolling. I went past the sports area. I don't. I was just literally just sifting before we started the podcast earlier, and this is the one of the ones that came up. This should be one of the ones that's at the very top, but they're realizing that defunding the police, which was their agenda all of 2020 to try to, or excuse me, yeah, 2020, to try to push for the election, is now biting them in the rear end because they're going to utilize that, the Republicans are, in 2022 to, to absolutely crush them. And we all know what's going to happen is they're going to lose every single majority they possibly can in 22. I'm just going to go out there and throw that out right now. It's not going to be my fault that they're going to, I mean, excuse me, it's my fault. It's not going to be anybody's fault but their self for, for all this. So right, I know this was a short podcast. I do love you guys. I'm going to try to knock some stuff out before I go. I'm either going to go hunting or fishing today. I have absolutely no idea. But I hope you guys enjoyed this quick little podcast in talking peace, I guess. Uh, anyway, I'm out of here. I do love you guys and see you guys. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.